Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.
guys know that we serve a God that makes a way when there seems to be no way? Amen? And maybe some, some of you guys are at that place this morning, but whether you are or whether you're not, we just invite you to continue to worship with us today.
never stop working. You never stop. Sing it out. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. like an impossible situation. I want to share a verse with you. Psalm 116.2 says this, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Let me challenge you today that your praise is that breath, and God is leaning in today. So let's lift up our praises to him and change the atmosphere with our praise. The atmosphere is changing now. Fill our hearts with the 
today who believes in that that's right he's here his presence is all around us and it's just been such an honor to worship with you and just give God all the praise this morning you know I want to share a quick verse with you it's going to be up here on the screen it's from the book of Isaiah and it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners come on guys God has just come here to bring freedom to us today hope has come down from heaven in the form of his perfect son, Jesus. And if you believe that, can you just give out a huge amen? Man, that feels so good just to sing on that and dwell on that this morning. Well, hey, I'm just honored that you're here today. It's always a blast to worship with you. And before we have a seat, will you just turn to someone, make someone in this room feel welcome today. Give them a smile, give them a wave, give them a high, or don't do that. Give them a fist bump. Let's do fist bump, all right? So greet someone, make them feel welcome. And hey, while they're doing that here in the room, I just want to extend a special greeting to those of you at Real Life Church Online. We're just honored that you clicked through on Church Online, on Facebook. So throw up some likes, throw up some hearts. We're just glad that you're here with us right here online while we're here, KT, man. Just a beautiful thing. And everybody in the room, let's just make them feel welcome. Can you get it loud for a minute? Can you just say welcome, good morning, just a shout of encouragement? for our online guests. We're just, like I said, proud to do church with you online. And there might be some people in this room, might be some people watching online that are brand new to Real Life Church. And if I'm speaking to you right now, get that phone out. I want you to text RLNEW to 97000. A member of our connection team will reach out to you digitally, digitally only, this week. I promise no one will ever show up at your doorstep. But yeah, we just want to reach out to you. Just see how things went. Make sure you felt welcome here at Real Life Church. Answer any questions that you might have and see how we could be praying for you throughout this week. So don't hesitate to do that online and in person. And hey, if you're here in the room today and that's you, after you fill out that card, that digital card, please don't leave here today without seeing us at the New Here booth. We have a small gift for you as our way of saying thanks for worshiping with us this morning. Well, you know, Real Life Church, we're a church on a mission, and that mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way we say that is we're a church for the unchurched. You can be who you are here at Real Life Church. We're going to meet you wherever you're at, whatever history you've had with church before, whatever baggage you have, just bring it with you. We don't even say leave it at the door. You bring that with you. We will meet with you and do whatever we can just to show you the awesome plan, the purpose that Jesus has for your life. And hey, there might be some of you today, you've been with us for a while, you might be, might have been watching for a while, and you're wondering how you can start planting some roots here at uh, Real Life Church, how you can start being a part of the church, not just going to church, but doing the church. And so here we go, what to do that at 1215, 
right after our second gathering, 1215, we have a Next Steps room. It's right down the hallway out here. And Pastor Sean and Diane will lead you through today's Next Steps. Today's Next Steps awesome. It's all about finding freedom. We're going to talk about some relationships today. And again, like I said, just discovering God's purpose for your life. So I'd really like to encourage you, if you've never taken a Next Step here at Real Life Church, make today that day. Well, you know, guys, nobody plans for it to happen. Nobody plans for it to happen. Life can get messy, and it can get messy pretty quick. You could have trouble in relationships, develop some harmful habits. You could just feel yourself getting farther and farther away from God. But I tell you, that's not going to happen if you know what to look out for. So that's what we're going to talk about today, those, those warning signs. Check this out. Hearted and your marriage is in strife Cause you couldn't keep your promise To not cheat on your wife And your eyes began to wander And your heart began to stray And you wouldn't heed the voices That were telling you to stay It's really a very simple affair But it cuts you just like a knife It's five easy steps to wreck your life <laughs> can we get a little redneck down here? Come on, let's cast county. We could do that, right? Can we guys have some fun today? Hey, I haven't preached. This is my, it's been like three weeks, so it's uh, about to get on fire today. That's all I got to say. It's kind of some fun. I need you guys as help. You guys ready to help? It's participation. Where's all my married people in the house? Come on, put your hand up high. You're married. We got to yeah, cheer. We never get cheers on the married people. I'm just telling you. It's like, oh, I'm married. All right, put the hands down. Where's all the single people that wanted to be married one day? One day we married. Put those hands up. Single. Where's my single people? Come on, put them up. Up high. You'll put up high. Put them up high. I see. It. Now you'll look around. This is your chance. Valentine's Day was last week. It's not over. It's your chance. If you don't like what you're seeing, come back to the next gathering. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a little, maybe more single people. I'm just, and they come back next week. If you're online, I can't do anything with that. All right, if you're a single or you're married, I got a question for you. How many of you are planning to commit the sin of adultery? Put your hand there right now. Come on. Planning on committing the sin of adultery. Put the hand up. I figured there'd be one person joking with me. There's not. There, people are looking at each other, though. That's weird, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad that nobody at Real Life in the first gathering is planning on committing adultery. Come on, somebody. Give yourself a hand. Woo! I'm done. Let's go and pray. I'm just kidding. That'd be great, right? Oh, uh, man, we know we know we shouldn't do this. We, just so many people fall in the trap of committing adultery. It's unreal, but we all know we shouldn't. It's in the Ten Commandments. Check it out. Exodus chapter 20. What's it say? You shall not what? Commit adultery. Oh, pastor. Why read that verse? Dude, here's a crazy stat. You guys are going to groan when you hear this stat. This one, just get ready for it. We're going to have a corporate groan after the stat. This says this in the Journal of Psychology and Christianity. It says that over 70 or 65% of men and over 50% of women will commit adultery by age 40. Give me a groan. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, why is it that so many people that never planned on committing adultery end up committing adultery? Like, why is it? Like, how did they get there? And I just want to, I don't oversimplify it, but I believe there is a crafty, strategic, spiritual enemy named Satan himself. He's a roaring lion, and he wants to seek anybody he can devour. And his mission is to kill, steal, and destroy what I believe is number one target hit list for him is your marriage. Amen? That's what Satan is up to. Satan has a plan. He's strategic about it. And today, I'm going to tell you something. Satan doesn't ring your doorbell. He doesn't knock on the door. But I'll tell you what, for a lot of us, he gets on the phone. He's on some videos, right? And Satan's never going to ask you to cheat. 
Like, say he's not going to cheat on your spouse. He's going to cheat on your spouse. He's not going to say that, but he will tell you to compromise. And I don't know about you what it is in, like, recent days, or maybe it's all time, but see, great Christian leaders, people that are in the tip of the spear leading the gospel falling. It is out there. I don't know if it's new. It's probably not new. But I'm just telling you, some people start the race. They're following Jesus and where they are doing in, in ministry, and they fall, like, in the first few laps of the race. And there's some people right in the middle of it leading churches, leading movements, doing incredible stuff for God, and all of a sudden national headlines hit and somebody has committed adultery. Matter of fact, some people make it to the very last lap of the race and fall. Unreal stuff. We're all not exempt from this. Why is it these great leaders fall? Can I tell you that we have a spiritual, we have a spiritual enemy that wants to destroy our marriage? There's something deep happening spiritually. If I just be real with you, as a pastor, I get to see this from all perspectives all the time, and it's, it's really heartbreaking. But can I encourage you, man, that oftentimes that we don't have a plan that Satan has for our marriage. Satan oftentimes is more planned than we are. He maybe is more strategic, he's more intentional, and more passionate about destroying our relationships than we are keeping them in the right path. And today I believe God has a plan for your marriage too, amen? I believe God has a plan for your marriage. But so often, over half of us statistically in this room are going to wander off that path. And I'm a big fan of grace. If you're here today and you've been down this path and you've been divorced and you've been on multiple marriages and you've been on these situations, I hope you'll leave here encouraged. Like, I'm not coming down you, but I believe that God has an amazing plan for you and your marriage. And today, you got to understand this, that one day, the crafty serpent himself will one day bow a knee to Jesus. Amen? To the King of kings and the Lord of lords, there's a God of redemption and a God of healing and a God of purpose for you today. So here's what I want to do. I want to dive in a little sarcastically uh, to what it is uh, to, to live this out, this compromise that Satan has for us today. If you're struggling maybe with this, maybe, you're, maybe you haven't been caught, uh, maybe you got caught, uh, maybe you don't think this will ever happen to you, maybe you're single and you're like, hey, i got to get prepared, uh, how am I going to not fall in this trap? Or maybe you just want to evaluate where you are, where you're drawing the line. I want to kind of do a deep dive into what Satan does and how he just puts a slow path of compromise for us to lead to this. And this will be a little sarcastic. If you're new with us, you're probably thinking I'm preaching heresy. Um, it's going to be fun. Five easy steps to commit adultery. Number one is this. Neglect your marriage. I mean, neglect your marriage starts by neglecting yourself. Come on, somebody. Just stop working out. I mean, just be lazy. Get sloppy. And pay no attention to your spouse. Never give your best to your spouse. I Man, find anything outside your marriage to devote the majority of your time and energy to. I Man, maybe it's a video game. Come on, somebody. I'm not preaching to anybody. Maybe it's a job. Like, maybe it's just a good thing. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe you own a business and it's your business. I Man, avoid intimacy. And don't share your feels. Don't, don't tell that girl how you feel about anything. Just pretend. Put that smile on every day. Pretend like it's great. Just don't be honest. Just walk around. Pretend to be somebody you're not. Man, do this. Be your professional roommate. Roommates for life. Come on, somebody. You just live there. Different rooms. You don't sleep together. Just, we just coexist. Man, avoid sex if all possible. Man, just avoid it. And if you have to do it, make it as boring and predictable as possible. Come on, somebody. You leave that going, when's this going to be over? Right? You know what I'm saying? But just make it just routine as possible. I mean, if you really want to avoid MC, just give your mind and heart over to pornography. Just replace your spouse with random strangers because it's so much more easier to be honest with them than ourselves. Just walk away from intimacy. 
Man, second thing is this, enjoy common interests and form an emotional bond with somebody else. Not just neglect your spouse, but replace that person with somebody else. Maybe you're at work and there's a project and you just kind of squeeze on in the project. You didn't have to be on that team, but man, there's that, that little thing going there and you're like, I like this team. Or maybe you're at the sports game, you just kind of slide down the sideline next to that other person you want to be around. Uh, you, know what, you know a great place you could find somebody out? A life group. <laughs> Did I just say that? Come on. Join a life group, by the way. Uh, man, man, start opening up to this person. Share with them. Tell them about your problems at home and how hard it is. And if you're really spiritual, just say, hey, can you pray for me? Just pray for my wife and me. We're just not getting along very well. Just open up and maybe she lay hands on you. Okay, I'm stopping. It's a Christian thing. Three, anticipate time together. Early on, you neglected yourself, but now since you found somebody, you're going to get fit again, right? You're going to go to the gym. You're going to put on the cologne. Ladies, you put on the makeup, but don't let your husband dare see you getting dressed up. Amen? Yeah, sneak out of the house. And if you've got the ladies, come on, just flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? If you got it, you must flaunt it. I'm not going to make any moves up here, but you know what I'm talking about. Just kind of show off around the girls and other guys, but, man, walk away from your spouse. You guys are laughing because it's true. Come on, somebody. You've seen it somewhere. Jerry Springer, I don't know what's going on. Guys, just put on that big smile. Get that charm. Man, chase that fox like you once chased your spouse when you were dating her or him. Just chase that person around. Have fun conversations. Man, just doing life together. Just invent reasons to hang out. Come on. You used to do that with your spouse, right? Now you got to invent reasons not to hang out, right? Uh, four, flirt whenever possible. Just flirt whenever you can. Flirt as often as you can. Ladies, you got to flip the hair. You know, just get creative. Just, you know how you do that hair? I don't know what it is. Just, and then flip it back. You're really good. Just flip it the other way. Just be super creative. Guys, just flex your muscles. Okay, that's old school. It doesn't work at all, but that's a good try. But you can write little notes and little sticky notes on the desk, and then you can send little text messages. Make sure you just delete those so nobody else sees them. Leave little gifts around. Let them know you're thinking of her all the time. Just, just flirt as often and often as possible. Man, just uh, do a little back rub. Come on, somebody, right? A little touchy-touch, a little inappropriate joke here. It's not going to hurt anybody. Last thing is this. Make excuses and rationalize your actions. Man, make all sorts of excuses. Man, my wife isn't meeting my needs. Come on, somebody. My husband's there, but he's not there emotionally. We just fell out of love. If I've heard that enough. Man, I never really loved her. I never really loved her. It was, she, you make me more happy than she does. Just make a bunch of excuses. My spouse doesn't make me happy anymore. And the most important thing to tell yourself, come on, somebody, I'll never commit adultery. I'll never do that. I'm like right here at the line. Come on, somebody. But I'm never going to cross that. Because the speaker's going to feedback, so I'm going to make this the line. <laughs> I'm never going to cross that line. I'm going to get as close as possible. But it's never going to be me. Man, I hope you realize I'm being really sarcastic what to do, right? <laughs> but you've seen this, haven't you? We've seen this all around us. Renew with us. I'm not heretic. Come on, somebody. This isn't a way liberal church, okay? Um, but I've just seen this so many people in my life. Like, I've had spiritual mentors in my life fall into the sin of committing adultery. Matter of fact, I've worked on staff with years and years and years with somebody who's done that. Matter of fact, I've worked on staff with another guy whose wife done that. I've, I've had spiritual leaders in front of me. I've had people behind me. I've had people in my family. I've had people that are role models from a distance fall. You don't have to go very far back in the recent past to find some of these people. I'm telling you, whether you're a Christian or not or spiritual or not, there's people who said, I will never cheat and are cheating. It's a complete path of destruction and pain for a season. So the rest of the time, I'm going to get a little better, okay? We're going to have a little more hope. Are we ready for some hope? 
All right, I'm going to talk about something from Proverbs chapter 5 I believe is going to radically change your marriage and your future if you pay attention to this. And this is some, some wisdom from a father to a son, from Solomon to one of his kids. He's going to give some fatherly advice about what it is to be sexually pure. And if you're struggling sexually, if you're struggling in this area at all, I promise just get in Proverbs chapter 5, and I tell you what, God's word is going to kick the temptation out of your life. This is where it's at. So I'm going to give you three things around this idea. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. Get some point in your life. At some point, you will be tempted to cheat. At some point, somebody will be willing to give you something that you should not receive. At some point, somebody's going to come up to you and flirt with you, and you have to make a decision whether you're going to go down this road or not. And so I want to encourage you to do whatever it takes. Three big thoughts. Number one is this. Do whatever it takes to radically reduce the risk. To radically reduce the risk. It says this in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 8. It says, keep to a path far from her. This is what Solomon is saying. Do not flirt. Do not get close. Do not pretend. This isn't a game. Don't play with fire. It's not okay. It says, keep a path far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your best strength to others and your years to the one who is cruel. Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich another man's house. See, the problem with this whole passage is, is that we don't like to stay away from the path. We like to draw the line in the wrong place. We like to draw right over here. Way to the edge. We're not physically intimate. It would never happen. We're just good friends. We're just hanging out. Like, we're never going to cross the line. I'm going to ride up. You know what I'm talking about? And if you trip, you're right over. And so God, he gives us something, a different line to draw, and it's so powerful, and it's found in Matthew chapter 5. He says, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery. Looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery. Just by looking at somebody lustfully already committed adultery in its heart. See, Jesus, he didn't say the line's way over there. Jesus said the line's way over there. Come on, somebody. Like, we got to walk all over here and say, nope, here it is right here. I'm not going to cross this line going this way. I'm not going to cross that line. Like, I'm, I'm not physically committing adultery. I'm not going to commit adultery in my heart. Amen? Like, I'm going to avoid all risk going down this path. And so God says, put the line over here because in the wisdom of God, if you trip and fall, what do you do? Oh, man, forgive me. I should have never looked at that woman. <laughs> it's a lot less painful, isn't it? Like God has some wisdom of where to put the line. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you need to move the line in your life. Maybe you need to move the line for us. You know, Psalm is telling his son, guard your heart. Man, don't play with fire. If you're married today, where do you put the line? Like I'm not going to give you a bunch of legalistic things to do, but I want to encourage you to come up with some personal convictions. I mean, if somebody took a video camera and filmed you all day long, every interaction with anybody else, every message sent, every photo, every little thing you sent out, everything all day, and sent it to your spouse and that person watched it, would he or she be proud of you? That's where you draw the line. The Spirit of God is going to convict you with that. I'm not going to give a bunch of rules, but that's the Spirit of God. Now, if you're single in the house, you're like, sweet, this pastor's fired up. He's, he's like old school today. He's like on fire. Like something's going on with this guy, and he's not stepping my toes. I'm single. Well, I want to encourage you, if somebody followed you around the video camera and filmed you all day, would your future spouse be proud of that? Would your future spouse be proud of every little Snapchat, every little video, every little DM, every little thing you're doing? Would they be proud of what you're doing in this moment? Now, I'm coming down hard a little bit because so often I see so many people that are crossing the line. There's so many people that cross the line that carry straight into your future relationships. And so I encourage you today, maybe you have crossed the line. Can I encourage you to go back and say, okay, God, where do you want that line today? For some of you realizing that you put the line way too far. 
There's somebody in your life that maybe is too close. Maybe something's happened in the past. You've got to say, you know what, God, where do you want me to put this today? Five practical ways to reduce the risk, where to put the line. One is this, keep a growing relationship with Christ. I mean, keep a relationship with Christ open. You realize your marriage is not a covenant between you and your spouse. It's a covenant between you and God and your spouse and God and God's right and the center and the foundation of your marriage. That changes everything in your marriage. It's not your ability to run from temptation. It's God's strength inside your life. You know that God's spirit convicts you of sin? That God's spirit's going to tell you where that line is when that so-and-so person comes to you and starts flirting, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. God's saying, I'm going to go this way. This is the direction God has for me. Number two is this, never be alone with the wrong people. Dude, Sean, you're so old school. You're so old school. You're, I'm here. I know you're old school. I got to tell you something. It works, amen? It works. You still hang out with the wrong people. It works. Can I tell you about Billy Graham? One of the few, the greatest in the few that finished the race strong. He wrote a book on leadership, and he had four principles that he believed that would stop him in the race, that he would fall short and drag the name of Jesus to the mud and destroy his reputation because he knew that Satan had a target on his back. At the top of his list, the very top of his list was sexual sin. Now, I'm not telling you what to do with this, but this was his personal conviction. When he traveled and went to hotels, the first thing he did is he took a towel out of the bathroom and he hung it on the TV so he wouldn't see something he shouldn't see because he didn't trust himself. Matter of fact, if you traveled with, with somebody else that was a lady, they would travel separately and they would stay in separate hotels, even if they were in groups. He had all sorts of rules put in place, personal convictions for himself. They never preached to anybody else because he wanted to finish the race strong. You know, I want to write some letters to some pastors in this country and across the world. I just want to say, can you finish the race strong? Because there's so many that don't. There's so many that don't. I'm not exempt. I just got to be wise enough to put stuff around my life, to have personal conviction, to draw these rules inside your own heart. Where's the line for you today? Man, number three, if you're going to reduce the risk, never talk badly about your marriage with the wrong people. Who are the wrong people? Anybody outside your spouse? and a professional counselor. Anything outside that is the wrong people. Just is, just the wrong people. Can I encourage you, if you're talking bad about somebody else and that person isn't a part of the solution, then your talking is part of the problem. Can I hear an amen? Like if you're telling people all this stuff and they're not gonna help, they're not bringing it together, they're not there to mediate or to, to coach or to really be there, then, then you're the problem. I see so many people do this. They tear people down. When I went through premarital counseling before I married Diane, this person told me this. They said, talking bad about your spouse is like going to war and shooting the soldier next to you. It's true. Just defaming and tearing these people down. Therefore, surround yourself with strong marriages. This is so underrated. I don't know about you, but most of us didn't come out of of a really great home. Most of us never had a healthy marriage model. Never had a mom and dad that knew how to fight with each other. Come on, somebody. We never, never had a, saw how people raise kids or how they deal with obstacles and problems. We never had people how to forgive each other. Guys, I encourage you to find strong marriages and just get around them. Just, I'm not saying stalk them, but I'm kind of saying stalk them. Come on. Like just get in a life group with them. You know the people that you look up to? And just say, can I get 10 minutes with you? I'm just curious. Like how in the world do you deal with this stuff? Like how do you, how do you, how do you work with your kids when they disappoint you? Like, how do you forgive your spouse when, when they do something wrong? Like, how do you do this stuff? You just get around them and start doing life together. And all of a sudden, you're going to start seeing God do something in your life because you've never seen a model. You've never seen a healthy relationship model. For most, most of us, we came out complete dysfunction. We've seen the worst side of this. I'm encouraging you today to find some people in your life that can help you. Number five, avoid inappropriate places and situations. You know there's somebody in your life that just makes you awkward. 
right? You get around them, you're like, you know they're flirting. You know what's weird. Maybe it's a coworker at work. Can I encourage you just to quit your job and find a new job? You're like, pastor, you're so old school. You're crazy, pastor. Well, can I encourage you with this? It's a lot easier to find a new job than it is to find a new mom to your kids. Just hit a tattoo on that. It's just easier. It's just easier. When I was 20 years old, 2006, I went to my first paid ministry job in Wabash, Indiana. I was a youth intern, and I got paid really good. I got paid better than I got paid for the next 10 years of my other job. They wanted me there. They wanted me there. But the, the youth group was like four kids, and then it grew to like 40 in like a month. They weren't doing a lot. So I showed up, and it's just like, okay, I, didn't, I wasn't special. Just They weren't doing a lot. And all these people started coming out. One, one family in particular, there was this mom. She was a real lonely mom, apparently. Her husband was a truck driver, never home. And she would just flirt and flirt and flirt. It was awkward. It was creepy awkward. It was creepy awkward. Matter of fact, she would stalk me all the way out in the college and all this stuff beyond. It was just the weirdest thing ever. And uh, it's just one of those things you just always got around this person. You're thinking, I've got to get away. Like she'd hang late after youth group or kids are part of the youth group, all this stuff, right? And you could recognize it. Like this, this lady is like willing to do something that you should never do. And so I got a full-time job offer there when I was in college. They wanted me to stay and they made it really like a really, really amazing package. Matter of fact, maybe more amazing than they even have now. And I said, I said, no way. Like, there's no way I'm staying here. And the number one reason was because of this lady. Like, I was just going to draw a line. Like, I'm not going to get disqualified out of the race on the first lap. Come on, somebody. Like, I'm just going to draw a line to say and say, no way. I'm going to keep my path from her. Like, it's not worth it. There's other jobs out there. There's other things I can do with my life. Like, I have to be around this situation. Can I encourage you today? Where are you drawing the line? Like, are you willing to do whatever it takes to say, you know what, I'm over here, but hey, I'm gonna go that direction now. God's calling me to put the line where it needs to belong. I've been flirting with too many people. There's too many people around me in my life. I've got too much to lose if I go down this path. Can I encourage you to do whatever it takes to avoid the risk? Second thing is this, do whatever it takes to invest passionately in your marriage. Check out Proverbs 5.18. It says, may your fountain be blessed. May rejoice in the wife of your youth. May I love this part. A loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breasts satisfy you always. I was looking for an amen. That's cool. I knew somebody would say, all right. May, may you ever be captivated. Somebody say the word captivated. You ever be captivated by her love. Solomon says to his son, why be captivated, my son, with an adulteress? Why embrace the bosom of another man's wife? I mean, what is Solomon telling the son right here? To be captivated with the love of your spouse. Why run somewhere else? What he's saying to, to his son is this. Hey, if you want the grass to be greener on this yard, it's time to water it, amen? If you want the grass to be greener, I know you're looking out like, oh, there's some greener grass and there's some greener grass. He's like, no, water your own grass. I'm telling you, some of you guys got some weeds growing up in your lawns. Come on, somebody. You can put down some fertilizer, some weed killer, maybe a fence, come on. Some of you guys need to get serious about this. Some of you guys need to water the grass. So make sure you're dead serious what God has for you today in your marriage. You gotta take it so seriously that Satan has no, no way of coming into your life. This word captivated. This word is, in the Hebrew, is shagah. Somebody say shagah. Shagah. This word has a picture of an animal stalking its prey, capturing it and killing and devouring it. This word captivate, you're captivated by your spouse's love. To be ravished by her love. Be enraptured by her love, be intoxicated by her love, be consumed by her love. 
know, it seems the longer people are married, it's no longer shaga. It's she gone. She gone. Come on, somebody. If you don't invest in your marriage, she gone. It happens all the time. People live together professionally and then they wonder why it didn't work out. There's no intimacy. There's no captivation. There's no intoxication in the marriage. Can I give you five ways to invest in your marriage? If you haven't taken notes yet, this is your time. This is your moment to write this down. Five things. Number one is this, get transparent. Man, be real. Just be real. I know guys don't like to talk about our feelings, but just get real. Like, I'm struggling. Like, I need some help. That was a great day. Just be real. I'm gonna give you five statements. I believe if you use these in your marriage, you'd have one of the best marriages on earth. Number one is this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For some reason, we cannot say that. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Can you guys say that with me? I'm sorry. Come on. I'm Come on, you can do it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just own yourself. I'm tired of people blaming each other. My wife would do this. Don't people blame your wife. Dude, I made some mistakes. I'm sorry. I can't change what you did, but I'm sorry about my part. Number two is this, forgive me. Forgive me. This is unorthodox language in most homes. Forgive me. I made a mistake. Number three, I'm proud of you. I see what you're doing behind the scenes. I know you're working hard. I'm proud of you. I notice you. I see you. I believe in you. I'm proud of you. Number four, how you feeling? How you feeling? Now, what'd you do today? Did you get your list checked off? How what went on? How's your day? How are you feeling? What's going on on the inside? Number five is this. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're gonna stay married for any length of time, you better give yourself a big eraser. You better keep a short list of wrongs, amen? Where's my married men in the house for over five years? Keep a, five minutes. Keep a short eraser. Where's the ladies? Come on, somebody. You better keep a short eraser. That's short eraser. Short list. Big eraser. Get it backwards but keep a long wrist of all the stuff that's right. Like we so often forget all the good stuff because we see some negative thing, always trying to fix something. Just enjoy it. Number two, not only get transparent, get alone. Man, lock those kids up somewhere safe. Lock those kids up somewhere safe. Hashtag grandparents, come on somebody. Grandparents, come on, where are you at? We love our grandparents. Give it for our grandparents, come on. Lock those kids up. Go on a date, chase that fox like you used to before you had a ring on the finger and expected it. Go on and chase that girl around. Earn that key. Go out there, go on to something special, do something, leave those everybody else behind. Let her know she's the most special person in the world because if you don't, somebody else will. Number three, get spiritual. Man, talk about your faith. What is the problem with us talking about our faith at home? I don't get it. It's like the most important thing and we're like so busy. Just simple stuff. Man, God was showing me today. You know, I even missed an opportunity. Like, oh man, you know, it's so cool seeing our kids grow in their faith. This just bring up God. Maybe pray together if you don't pray together. Just say, hey, can I pray with you? Let's pray about our kids. If there's a problem you're facing, pray about it. You don't know what to pray for? Look at the biggest obstacle and start praying. Like just start doing something spiritual because it's a foundation in your marriage. Number four, get help. Get help. Man, if you wait until the doomsday nuclear explosion, I don't know if help is going to help. If it's okay not to be okay. I mean, if, you're, if you live in a family with a door slam and people are screaming and it's chaos, welcome to America. Come on, somebody. That's, that's almost like normal. But can I encourage you just to get help? It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to get help.
I encourage you two ways to get help. One, we have an amazing free resource here at our church. We love to serve you guys because we believe in you. We believe what God has for you. We believe what God can do through your marriage and we want to see you guys strong. So we offer free counseling for any and everyone that asks for it. We have four free counseling, professional counseling for free because we want to see you guys' lives change. Number two is this, get in a life group. I keep saying it, but get in a life group. You don't have to get a professional counselor. Just ground the people of God a little bit and just be a little transparent. Just tell them, man, I'm just struggling with my home. I mean, can you, can you give me some advice? Like, I really need some help. Like, those are the kind of people that are going to grow you. So get help. Number five, this is probably my favorite. Come on, somebody. Get naked. Get naked. Come on. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Somebody's like, mm, I'm going to say amen to that. Get naked. If I have to explain this, which I won't. I don't got enough time to explain this. You need more help than I can give you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever it takes, whatever it takes to reduce the risk, to invest in marriage. Last thing is this, whatever it takes to visualize the destruction. Sometimes you gotta paint that doomsday picture if you go down that path. Look what it says in Proverbs 5, verse three. It says, for the lips of an adulterous drip of honey, her speech is smooth and oil. They look appealing. Man, we're in love. But in the end, she is a bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Man, help me out here. Where do her feet lead? Her feet go to go to death and her steps lead straight to the grave you have to visualize the destruction this is a great method by the way if you're in leadership and you're leading a team sometimes you have to paint the worst case scenario of why we can't stay here to get somebody moving and for me personally i have to paint this for myself like what's this look like that day you have to tell your wife or she finds out somehow other way or you have to tell your kids and your family members and facebook like what's it like to lose your reputation What's it like to walk through all that pain? And so today, I was gonna play it out for you. Like what it looks like for me if I were to commit adultery. The first thing is this, is that I would take the name of Jesus and I would just scrape it straight through the mud. Because I promise you the first thing that's gonna be said and everything that'll be said from that day after, whoever hears my name and knew me would say, yeah, wasn't it the guy that cheated on his wife? I can't believe it. He was a pastor, wasn't he? The name of Jesus would just fall to fame and be heard. That'd be the very first thing. Obviously, I wouldn't be a pastor of the church anymore. Come on, somebody. And everything I worked for my entire adult life would be lost. My integrity would be gone. And I'd probably never get back to where I was professionally before that moment in time. And that's just the easy part. That's not the part where I devastate my wife and crush her heart, the mom of four kids in our lives. It's not the moment that my kids lose absolute respect for me one day when they realize what I did. The absolute admiration they had for me as a godly father has now been marred and lost. I can tell you very easily in 15 minutes, I can destroy everything I've worked for my entire life in God's presence in my life. In just 15 minutes. Do you think Satan has a plan for you? Do you think Satan has a plan for you? I'm telling you, Satan's got a plan for you today. Now, if you're like, okay, pastor, I hear you, I hear you, but you know what? It's just like not a big deal, man. Like, I do what I want. Like, it's not gonna lead to a big deal. Like, I've crossed the lines, whatever. It's not, it's not a big issue. Can I just give you some real stats? What percentage of people actually marry their forbidden lover? Like, how many people actually get married to somebody they're cheating with? 3%. What percent of those marriages end divorce? 75%. What are the odds of you have a lasting marriage with your forbidden lover is 0.075%. Less than 1%. So I'm saying there's probably not a chance. I mean, why do we do this? So many people do this. You know why? Because it feels real. It feels real. Because that person is real to you and you feel like, well, they can replace my spouse. It just feels real. Can I tell you it's not? Can I tell you what's real? Is waiting for you at home. 
Can I tell you what's real is waiting for you next to you in bed tonight? Can I tell you what's real is under your roof in the next room over? That's what's real in your life. It's not somebody out there. It's the people you're around every single day. Last thing is this. Just because we are unfaithful, God is always faithful. I know I'm talking to many people in this room have crossed the line. I'm talking to many people in this room have been way over here. I know people in this room are right here. There is very few people, let's be real, that are here. And if you cross that line, it's never too late because God is always faithful. Look what it says in the Bible in 2 Timothy. It says, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Can I tell you, some of you guys are afraid of getting caught. Some of you guys are running and you're afraid that you're gonna get all your sins figured out and somebody's gonna see you. Can I tell you that maybe the best thing that ever happened to you is that somebody sees you, that you get caught. Because I'm telling you, the best place for you to grow in Christ is when Jesus has your undivided attention. And maybe for the first time in your life, you just say, you know what, God, I don't have, I don't have this figured out. And it's the greatest place to put down a foundation is at rock bottom. And God will use it. And God will always forgive you. If you've drifted, if you've made mistakes, if you've cheated in the past, if your marriage is in shambles, if you're on your second marriage or third marriage, or you're not married, or you're single and you're doing stuff you shouldn't do, God will forgive you every single time, amen? God's grace is sufficient. God loves you. He wants you today just to walk these eight steps over here and say, okay, God, I'm having some conviction in this area because I know Satan has a target on my back. He'll do everything he can to seek, kill, and destroy my marriage. And so today I want to encourage you, where are you drawing the line? Because it's not too late to redraw it where God has it for you. And so today, maybe you need the grace of God. That even when we're unfaithful, come on somebody, God is always faithful. Father, we come before you. God, I pray that your healing work be done in some marriages today. God, I pray for you to only do what you can do in this moment. We've tried and tried and tried to fix ourselves, but God, only you can change us. And so God, I pray for some fathers and some mothers, some spouses and some relationships, may just to be real for the first time in a long time. May to say the words, forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm proud of you, I believe in you. Forgive me, I forgive you. God, I pray for our marriages to be strong. God, that we know that Satan has a target on our back, but today we're gonna stand firm and we're gonna draw the line where we have us today. I wanna pray for a group of people today that say, you know what, I need to redraw a line. I'm gonna move my line a little closer where God has it for me today. I may have drawn it too far over and today I need to say the words of forgiveness to my spouse. I just need to get real. Like I'm gonna be intentional about my marriage. Like I'm gonna be passionate about marriage. I'm gonna get intoxicated somebody with the love of my spouse today. I'm gonna move that line. If that's you, if you say, you know what, God just called me to move the line. You just raise your hand high and say, that's me. Just to move the line. Come on, see your hands. Come on, put your hands up if that's you. God just convicted you to slide on over a closer his will. And I'll pray for you. God, thank you so much for each hand raised. God, help us to move the line. God, we're not above sinning. That's why we put a line. God, none of us are that special. None of us are exempt. Nobody's on a pedestal. It's all by your grace, God, that we can stand the line. So God, I pray you just show us, convict us. God, give us marriages that are a picture of you in the church. God, help us as fathers, as husbands, to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Help us, help the women in the house that are married to submit to their husbands as Christ submitted to his Father. God, help us to have these marriages that picture you so well. God, I pray for grace and forgiveness and healing and restoration that can only happen through you. God, I pray for God relationships that we leave here and get plugged into a life group and life-giving people that change us from the inside out. God, I pray for one more group of people today, and that's you that recognize today that you're in abundant need of forgiveness. 
that you recognize today you have crossed some lines. You've recognized today that you're way outside of where you should be, but you recognize that Jesus forgives, that Jesus sets you free, that you can be new and forgiven and whole. You don't have to make up or clean up your mess. You can walk over here and God can do work inside of your heart just by saying, Jesus, save me from my sin. Maybe this morning you need to recognize you need forgiveness. You need to recognize you need this never-ending forgiveness of God through Jesus. Who is Jesus? Sinless Son of God, down the cross for your sins. The Bible says, whoever confesses the mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, it will confess your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, which you're saved and forgiven and made new. Maybe they need Jesus. And so if that's you, without being looking around and say, I need Jesus. Maybe online, but I need Jesus. Maybe put your hand there and say, I need Jesus today. I need forgiveness. I need new life in Christ. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thanks so much for dying across for me. God, I've crossed so many lines, but Jesus, you crossed the cross and you died for me and you set me free. So today I'm gonna live with a new purpose. God, I'm not gonna do this in my strength. I'm gonna do it in yours. I surrender my life to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give those who came to Christ today. Come on. Are you guys ready to do whatever it takes? Come on, somebody say Shagah. Shagah, that's what's going to happen this week. A little Shagah. Going to grow the nursery. Come on. Do it one way or the other. Hey, if you're with us today or online and you made that decision for Jesus, I want you to know this is the most important decision of the rest of your life. We want you to know that we are going to be here with you for every step from here on forward. And, and so we want, uh, we've got a couple great next steps for you if that's you today. The first one is this. Let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. We'll have a connection team member reach out to you over the phone and just make you feel at home right here in real life. Answer any questions you might have and just let you know that God loves you and we love you. And we'll be here for you in any way that we can. The second uh, next step for you is if you have to be with us in person at the back of the worship center, there's a red bag. Inside there's a Bible, there's a link to some other great resources. Grab one of those. What a great next step if that's you today. So for everybody else, man, I don't know about you guys, but this is one of the things that, you know, we just, you know, Christian and I, we, we see it all the time. People struggle in marriages. And man, that was a good word, Pastor Sean. Thank you so much. But I would add this. So many people don't want to work on their marriage because they think there's too much water under the bridge. It's too late. And I want you guys to know that that's a lie. But it's like losing weight. You're not going to get it all back in one day, one night, one week. So great couple next steps for you guys. If, if you're, even if your marriage is great, but if you're struggling, here's what I got for you. And Sean mentioned a couple of them already. Get in a life group. Man, we've got so many great life groups. We're only one weekend. We've got the Freedom Group. You can discover what God has for you in your spiritual life. We've got so many. We've got men's and women's groups. So if you just want to get around somebody you know, that's going through something like you've been through or just somebody that can hug on you, we've got some great we got some great groups for that. I think uh, Holly and Drew are running a love and respect. It's a marriage group. Man, what a perfect group for you guys to get in if you're struggling in that area. And we even have a Bible study group where the Wheelers are running. Man, get in God's Word and realize that He has something great for you. Hey, get one in one of these groups. You'll find a group of people that'll get around you. They'll become, they'll go from friends to family. I guarantee it. So the other one is this, is that Sean talked about free for, uh, free, uh, four free uh, counseling sessions. We would love to give that and just be a blessing to you to fight that battle in your life. We partner with a great group and uh, they will just uh, bring you in and you guys get started on a path just to do some redemption, some healing in your life. So take advantage of that. So the other thing, last thing is this, is that 
who you are is oftentimes who you surround yourselves by. And I want you guys to know that we get to serve here on a great team, the dream team here at Real Life. And so if you want to be a part of that, I would encourage you just to get around God's people by going through a Next Steps crash course. Next week at Pastor Sean and Diane's house from 2 to 4.30, we'll do all the steps at once. And you'll get to be involved and get on a great team. You'll get plugged in on a spot that is just for you. Everybody's been gifted by God for something great. So check us out next week. Don't miss it if you haven't been through Next Step at Pastor Sean and Diane's house. And I want you guys to know that everything that we do is because of generosity. You guys are continually faithful to give to God's kingdom and change in the community here. So I want to encourage you to continue to be faithful to God. And as always, there are three ways you can do that here at Real Life. The first one is by going online at reallifechurchkc.com. The text one, uh, second one is texting any amount to 84321. Or if you have a cash or check, you can drop it in the giving box at the back of the worship center. I want you guys to check out this video and see how you guys can wreck your lives next week. You know, sometimes you ask God big questions like, God, where are you in my life? And sometimes God doesn't give you an answer. And you might be tempted to give up on God altogether. Well, let me tell you, friends, that's just one of the five easy steps to wreck your life. If you guys show up next week, I'm going to get Pastor Sean to wear one of those cool white robes up there. Did you guys see that? Man, I think he'd look so good in it. Hey, don't miss next week. It's going to be another great message. If you need prayer for any reason, they'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Invite your friends and family next week, 9, 30, 11, for the next, uh, next uh, series of steps on how to wreck your life. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. We'll see you guys next week.